not everything is a sale or even a lead in terms of putting someone onto your email list. You just being in someone's orbit and staying top of mind is how you slowly set yourself apart without it feeling like more work. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, before we jump into the episode, I thought you might be interested in this. Tax attorney Braden Drake, who you've heard here on my show, is offering his entire contract vault for only $30. That means you can save big moolah in legal fees and snatch up his client services agreement for your freelance business. Braden's contract vault comes with an in-depth explanation of payment terms and legalese. It's everything you need to know about contracts to protect yourself and look professional. Grab it in the show notes below. It's the best product out there, and I knew you'd want it. Okay, let's jump into the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer, military spouse who's been at it a while in this digital space. I love the work, and I really love launching. So you are listening to a whole series about launching so you can become a better digital marketing assistant, specialist, freelancer, and up-level with your team, maybe even become a launch manager affiliate manager, an online business manager, but you got to know launching. So I made this podcast with you in mind so you can start to skill up, learn more, learn the lingo, and start getting involved in launches. First thing you need to do is go download my roadmap to being a launch manager. This is a free guide that will help you figure out what tasks you can plug yourself into right now. Grab it in the show notes below or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash roadmap. This is going to show you the five different phases of launching. This is going to save you $5,000. You're not going to feel like you need to go get that fancy project management certification or a launch manager certification. You are going to be able to get your foot in the door and work your way up. So if you haven't checked out the previous episode, number 140, it's all about becoming a launch manager. And today we're going to talk about a very important element in launching, and that is the pre-launch. I have my friend and returning guest, Brenna McGowan here, a copywriter and launch strategist, to teach us what is a pre-launch, what mistakes do we need to avoid with our clients, what kind of nurturing content we need, and her 4A framework to why pre-launches really work. This is crucial for your success in the support role because there's nothing worse than your client spending gobs of money and you spending all of your man hours for an unsuccessful failed launch where nobody buys. And I've seen it time and time again, I've been involved in a lot of launches where clients think that they'll just build it and they'll come. And it just doesn't work like that. And so Brent is going to share things you can do to make the launch successful. And hint, hint, it all comes with a plan, which is why you are needed as a launch manager. At the end of this podcast, near the end, we talk about how you can step up in your role as a virtual assistant, a digital marketing assistant, and help with that pre-launch. And you'll see why you can do it without some silly overpriced launch manager certification. You can do that right now with your brain. You just have to get involved with launches and start working your way up. I also want to mention Brenna has a free mini audio summit. It's an amazing summit with the top marketing experts all talking about launching and sharing their big tips. 
right? This is amazing. It's called Behind the Launch. You can sign up in the show notes below or go to behindthelaunch.co. I'll be sharing the tactics I did that resulted in $136,000 launch last cycle. You're also going to hear from some other big names like Chris Orzakowski, Safira Rajan, Mike Kim, Adela Hussein, Jordan Gill, Reese Spikerman about their launches and what they did. And it's really fun. Did you know there's all these business owners who are chatting with each other, supporting each other in Voxer and DMs, you basically get to sit in on their conversations. So go check that out, again, behindthelaunch.co. While you're here, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode of this launching podcast series. We're going to be covering launch promotions, launch ads, and launch debriefs all in the next coming episode. So hit subscribe. Okay, now let's jump in. Hey, Brenna, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here today, spilling everything you know about pre-launching. Tell everyone hello, where you're from, and a little bit about what your life looks like. Hi, my name is Brenna McGowan. I am a launch strategist and copywriter. What does my life look like? Well, I have three teenagers, so uh, it looks a little crazy most days, but I am working right now inside my program where I help students create pre-launch plans um, that help sell their programs without all the typical stress and overwhelm that comes with live launching. And it's something I'm super passionate about. So I'm so happy to be here talking with you about it. And you are one of my rare guests that we've had on the show before. And I was just about to figure out what episode that was. I didn't have it all prepared, but I'm excited because before you were niching down into this new pre-launch service, you were doing more copywriting when we had you on the show about a year and a half ago. So for those who didn't catch last episode, will you remind us like where you started and how you came to be a copywriter working in this space? Because we love freelancer pivot stories and learning how, especially moms like you and I, I get going. Yeah. So I was about, it was 2017, 18. I was about to turn 40. I'd been a stay at home mom. I was doing some like odd jobs on the side, anything from bookkeeping. I've been a bookkeeper for years to blogs, to social media. And I had this idea to become essentially a social media manager. And I had no idea that this was even a thing. I just saw a need with one of my friends and decided to start a business helping people do it. What I realized very quickly and was that I kind of hated it. Like I didn't love managing. I loved for the most part, social media. What I didn't love was managing other people's social media, but I wasn't just doing social media. I was doing, you know, probably what a lot of your students do, right? I was doing everything. I was doing blog posts. I was doing emails. I was doing all of these tasks. And I started to think about like, which one of these tasks did I really like doing? And I decided it was the writing portion of it. So I transitioned pretty quickly over to become an email copywriter, especially because emails and social media captions are a lot alike. And I went all in. And then over time, what started happening was that I wasn't just writing emails, I was writing all types, landing pages, social media posts, you know, all the things, but I started to notice a big hole and I was writing people's launch copy as well. And I started to notice a big hole in terms of people not, and because I come from that content background, was people were missing a piece of the puzzle when it came to launches, right? A lot of times we look at our content and our sales process as two separate entities. And it's never the way that I saw it. I always saw like 
all of our strategy. What could we do to help set ourselves up for launching the best way possible? And so I decided to niche into pre-launch and kind of take this theory that I had, which is if people really took the time to concentrate on pre-launch and do some content that really supports their launch, would it yield better results? And the first, if you will, experiment I did with this, I we saw an increase, I would think of close to 50% for the client that I worked for. And the really cool part too is not, and this wasn't something I even realized would, what would happen, is that we really started to call in better students. And what I mean by better is people that were ready to do the work, that were excited about the program. And so there's just so many benefits that come with pre-launching. But yeah, it was a very kind of like, it was really, and I think this is important for people that are listening, is really to stay aware. Like th this is how you kind of start to pivot and change and decide is really staying aware of what's working and what's not working, and then applying that to your own strategies and theories. I love that because when your hands, that, that messy beginning, when you're just saying yes to all the work, you are getting so much experience and that's invaluable and you see really quickly what's working. And you and I have been in a similar situation with clients launching and uh, launching to crickets and wondering why it didn't work out. And so I love that you saw a need, filled it, you know, tried it out, tested it out, which is what we do in this marketing space. And I want everyone on this podcast here today to learn about this concept of pre-launching because I have no doubt that you're in the same boat. Your client's like, let's launch next week. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. How can I build a case for my client to take their time and set this up, you know, stop the whiplashing and really set them up for success? Because when our clients are doing well, we're in a better seat as the assistant or the marketing manager who's leveling up and whatnot. So when it comes to the pre-launch, can you tell everyone what this is exactly and... What does it look like? What are our clients basically not doing? Yeah, no, I think this is a great question. And I'll preface all this with, the, I actually had someone go through the first round of my pre-launch plan program, Amy Nicole, and she just, she started implementing some of these processes behind the scenes and she was able to almost double, or no, she did double their expected results on a client launch. Uh, she just messaged me not that long ago how much her clients are really appreciating this extra value that she's bringing. So keep this in mind that you can go in as, you know, when you're going in for the people that are listening for their strategy. And when you know how to talk about this, it, it's not something that most people are talking about is really going to set you apart and could even help you, you know, get some of those jobs that you're looking for. So what a pre-launch is, it's typically in my mind, it's the four to six weeks before a launch launch actually happens before doors officially open, where you're prepping and priming your audience and letting them know like what's to come. And you're starting to create an argument for what you're going to offer without specifically mentioning or well, you are mentioning but without selling the offer at this point in time, you're really helping your clients. If you're putting this into action, you're helping sell their process, their framework, their thought process as to why the offer works. And why this is really important to delineate of the two differences is because when someone believes 
in our framework or our methods or whatever we're, you know, kind of what we're thinking, all of a sudden our product becomes the next natural solution. So it's really giving people some prep time. I will say a couple of caveats here are like, you know, if you're an e-com and your client is selling a $20 product, you may not need a six week pre-launch, right? But anytime, yeah. but, but I would still have a pre-launch because we're going to talk about this in a minute because anticipation, no matter what, really does help you sell your offers. Yeah, that's so good. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see with clients in their pre-launch? Well, I think the biggest mistake I see is them not doing one, right? So they either ignore the fact that they're launching and just start keep on putting out like random content and really not thinking about the strategy behind it. I think the other thing that happens with pre-launch is that yeah, they, they either are not putting out content because they're so busy getting ready for the launch or they are putting out content that's not really targeted for the launch. I think the other mistake that people really make is being visible, right? I really being visible during this time. So, you know, there's a lot of different tactics that work during launch, but getting your face out there and talking to people is, you know, it's almost a non-negotiable going into 2023 video lives, things like that. People hearing your voice is going to make a huge difference. So I think that's the other thing is that they'll be like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to be visible. I'm just going to send an email or I'm just going to do a carousel. And it does make a bit of a difference when people are actually getting out there and showing themselves because, you know, this is getting a little bit deeper into strategy. The last the last thing that happens before someone chooses to buy from you, when people are in a product aware state, this is when they're trying to decide if you or your offer or your client's offer in this sense is what they want to buy, right? It's like the end making decision is who you are, what the offer is. And if you're not putting your face out there and you know other people are, it's just easier to feel like you know someone else better. Um, and that can really detract from your overall pre-launch. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And our clients need to hear that. And as a digital marketing assistant, a lot of times we're encouraging our clients to show up. We're helping them with that consistency because there's such a burnout when it comes to that. It doesn't even have to be your face. There's creative ways, especially right now, that you can really use audio. I know I'm working with a client right now who, because of where she lives, it's really hard for her to go live. And we are creating a whole strategy around how we could use audio in the same way we would do some live. So keep that in mind. It's not just a matter of, yes, I do love a good live and people seeing your face, but even starting to work in some of these audio strategies that can be pretty easy. I love audio. You don't have to put makeup on, you can talk into your phone and get that information out there could also make a big difference. Yeah, a good voiceover with some B-roll, it can go a long way. Exactly. So one thing that I want to touch on too is the reason why we need such a long runway is especially this day and age, people need time to buy. Like we don't want to force them into this decision where the clock is ticking and they make a bad decision and they buy because they feel hurried. And like you touched on this, you get the wrong type of client. And I know for me with the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, it is so imperative that I get a student who's going to go through the course, implement it, because in the end, I'm referring them. I'm getting them work and my reputation's at stake. And I want them to be successful. So I love that this pre-launch plan, we, you and I worked together earlier in 2020, Two, I struggle to say that 2022, it was like coming up with 
time, giving people the time to make this decision, what's right for them and not feeling like, oh, you don't even have time to talk to your husband, like buy now, buy now. So can you talk a little bit about this like nurture component of the pre-launch? Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it really well. The other thing to really mention, and I've seen it with my clients, the people that are inside my program, when they're collecting and talking to people is people have been burned before and are gun shy. You know, I think there was an influx of people coming into the online market. You know, people were spending, they were home, so they were spending more money. What exactly happened? I don't know, but there definitely is a hesitancy in the market Mm -hmm. in terms of people being burned, not believing the promises, like all of these big shallow promises that, you know, we heard when I first came on, you know, into like 2018, 2019, it's caught up. And so the pre launch time can really act as a time for you to not just talk about the results, but show. And so what happens in a launch period is you'll hear people talk about case studies and testimonials, but these are very quick. There's not time for people to absorb what's really happening and the type of results that you can get for clients. So that's the first thing. The other thing to think about too is, you know, and, and not to use the like scare tactics of where the economy is. The reality is, is that, you know, every between inflation and recession, whatever you want to say, People are watching what they spend more closely and people are really watching their dollars over Black Friday. Uh, our mutual friend, Zavira Rajan, she sent out an email and I loved how she talked about like how she wasn't just buying on Black Friday, that she was really going in intentionally to make purchases. And I think it was such a good representation of what the market is, that people are taking time. They're thinking through. They know that this isn't the last moment that they can ever buy buy this product or this service. And so even more of a reason that we need to nurture and really show people why our program, our service, and why we as a person that they want to buy from us. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. And I see this in this space all the time. I'm already a slow Black Friday shopper. I only like buy what I need, but I I can feel that adrenaline when the course and there's like a thousand dollars off and I have 24 hours and I feel that And it's so easy to get caught up in it. And that's just not good for our businesses in the end to attract somebody who's ready, like you said. So you have a 4A framework for us to talk about why pre-launching really works. So let's dive into this. Yeah, I love this. Well, the first reason it works is anticipation. So if you think about it, like the movie industry is my favorite example of this because it's, you know, no matter what age we all are, we've all been in a movie theater that's showing a trailer for something that's months and months away. And it's building up, you know, like an anticipation for you to go and see it. So, and even me, I've been to a couple of movies, but I remember seeing the new, I'm an Elvis fan. So I remember like them seeing them showing the new Elvis. This was a little while back, the Elvis movie. And I was like, oh, I want to watch, I want to come and see the Elvis movie, which I did and I didn't like. But besides the point, I think it shows the example. Other industries use anticipation marketing all the time, yet I'm almost amazed and shocked and slightly happy since I decided to go into this that people aren't using this in the online market as much as they should. This is even going a little bit deeper, but anticipation can be used beyond just sales promotions. I've been talking a lot about now how as a whole marketing online underutilizes anticipation, whether it's a new lead magnet you have coming out, a new service that you're about, a website, all of these things that you can use these principles and I'm talking about to really make the most out of everything you do, not just your sales promotion. So 
The other thing that I love about anticipation here is that our brains, um, I did a little bit of research, and there's actually a study where our brains are hardwired to anticipate future events in a favorable light. So if you think about like a vacation, like I'm already planning my vacation in July, right? Like I'm already looking forward to it. So when we know how to talk about our services and products in a way that builds this natural anticipation, our people start to, you know, subtly they start to get excited about what's ahead, what's to come. So anticipation is huge. And so much, you know, like September, you think about, you know, we're doing this around Christmas time, like people, there's already Christmas stuff out in Costco in September. Well, that's because they're building on the anticipation. And at the same time, they're trying to attract your dollars to them, right? They're putting things out early, even if you're not going to spend, even if I'm not going to go buy that like 10 foot snowman for my front yard, I'm already thinking about like, oh, if I am, this is where I'm going to go and buy it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And why is this so hard? Because as a business owner, I know I need to be doing this, but the reality is it takes planning and organization, right? You nailed it. And that's really, it's really what it is. And I will preface this is that I'm not a super duper planner. I'm getting better in my life because I, I see the action, but it's like knowing, okay, in quarter two, like already right now, I'm planning on doing a rebrand and redoing my site. Okay, that's going to happen in quarter two. So I know in quarter one, I can start like, you know, building up some anticipation. So people are excited to come and see me. And it goes back to not everything is a sale or even a lead in terms of putting someone onto your email list. You just being in someone's orbit and staying top of mind is how you slowly set yourself apart without it feeling like more work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I just shared a marketing 2023 plan with my work group where I'm like, get your clients to sit down, go over these goals. The, you have your external promotions. Yes. But there's all the internal stuff and you hit on it is it's not just happening that month. You have to work toward it. And sometimes just having that vision of where you're going, it allows me as a digital marketing assistant to help my clients seed it because they're so in the weeds with everything. But I don't know. I, I've just over the years had clients struggle with this. I think we're all getting smarter and better about planning. It's also that time of year where we're talking about it and we have good intentions, but it's also being realistic about it, right? Like I think this is what I've seen over the years is the client thinks they can get it out faster. And then everything just ends up being like a burning fire all of the time. And so I'm just trying to help them create more space to be able to execute it and plan for it. And then that will let us build the anticipation better. So I think I just convinced myself of a way to articulate this using your pre-launch plan. So thank you. I don't even know if that made any sense, but in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'll, I'm going to say too, very quickly, you'll probably hear sometimes like launching so hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, and I always go back to, I think I'm never going to say launching is easy. There's, there's a million different things going on at one time, but it can be way easier and way more effective when you actually plan things out and anticipate what, you know, on another hand, using anticipation in a different light, but anticipate all of the things that are coming. What usually happens mm -hmm. is people are like kind of flying by the seat of their pants. They think they've planned, but they really haven't planned. And then everything seems like a fire, you know, very reactionary. And then that's when the true overwhelm comes. Yeah. And I just see this as such a huge opportunity for anyone listening to this podcast who has the implementation and project management skills to step up in that. Okay, let's move on to the next A. What is it? Autonomy. And this is really huge for me. And this has been huge for me just as a consumer over the years. I've noticed that I don't like to feel pressured 
the more I feel pressured, the more I back away. I even have, you know, times that I had something weird happen in my DMs even last week where someone asked me a question, but it was almost like a trick question. And like they made it seem like they were interested in my services. And then when I replied and I was just like, oh, no, like I do not like this. Like I like my autonomy and making decisions. I have no problem if you want to sell to me, but I want you to be upfront and I want you to give me space and time to think about it. And so this mm -hmm. is where with launching, typically what happens is we kind of blindside our audience who might not be ready for our offer to suddenly have to make a decision in seven days, five days, whatever it is, even 10 days. And they're still like absorbing the information. They're still trying to think of how they can implement your processes in their business. And so, and then we wonder why our launches are failing. And it's because we haven't given people enough time to really consider what we're selling. And over the summer, I was reading, um, my husband and I were taking a trip. I wasn't reading. I was listening to Never Split the Difference with, is it Chris Foss? I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Okay, good. And there is this line in there, and I've read this book before, at least this passage, but it hit me in a different way. And he talked about in the FBI negotiations, how the best kind of negotiation is when you give somebody the opportunity to say no, because when you give someone the opportunity to say no, that is truly when good decision making starts to happen. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, he just like supports so much of what I talk about so well. What will happen? I know there's something I invested in heavily a while back where I was like, nope, not going to happen. There's no way I can afford this. Nope, this isn't right. Nope, nope, nope. And then over time, because they were putting out a genuine argument that was not persuasive in the way of pushy, but really maybe showing me some of like the loopholes in my thinking or showing me what maybe some of my objections weren't really objections, right? Like they walked me through this process that suddenly I, I invested in it and it was the best investment I made, but I had the opportunity to say no and had a lot of time to make considerations. And so then once I went all in, I was all in. And so this is why to me, giving our clients and customers autonomy to make decisions, being very upfront about what we're doing, what we're selling is extremely important in the buying process, in my opinion. I agree with that. The second I come across like a pushy salesperson, I mean, I can smell it. I know what's happening. I'm not stupid. And I have someone in my DMs doing the same thing and asking those questions where I'm like, I know what you're doing. Stop. I'm not interested. But that that is interesting how you had time to think about it. And it kind of builds your case with the consistency that we were talking about earlier showing up. And it's so fascinating to me. Hey, it's Emily. I'm interrupting my own show to remind you to go grab my roadmap to becoming a launch manager. Save yourself 5K. Skip the project and fancy launch manager certifications. Get your foot in the door with these tasks, doing these roles right now and start leveling up to an elevated and high paying role of launch manager. Plus being a launch manager is really fun. The adrenaline, the culmination of all your work, you're going to love it. Go grab that at emilyreaganpr.com slash roadmap or in the show notes below. All right, back to the show. Can I give you another example to someone who right now I have a... I guess a kind of like a wait list for my program coming up in March. That's when the next cohort opens. And someone actually told me last week that when they first heard about my program, they were like, no, this is too expensive. Like I like Brenna, but like, this isn't going to be for me. Yeah. And she actually said something in a conversation we were in online last week, how she said no at first in her mind, she kind of joined my wait list. And she's huh? like, after listening to you, 
I feel myself being pulled, like I'm considering it, you know, right? So I'm not saying everyone that says no is going to come back and say yes, but here's this person telling me the exact psychology of what we're discussing here, where she was like, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I think this is a great idea, but there's no way I can afford this to going from that to, yeah, I'm considering it right now is already, but that doesn't happen once again in the seven day launch period. That happens over time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's so interesting to me too, because here I am a completely different buyer personality. And I knew when I was, you know, relaunching my course and rebranding it, the first thing I did was hire you. So like, what is the difference between me and her? Like, do you know? Well, I think it's the, you know, our, our mutual friend, Linda uh, Sidhu talks about different personality types and disc, you know, it's where I learned a lot of things from. And I think it's the difference too. And this is why pre-launching I think works so well because you have about half of your audience is, if we're looking at like just straight across numbers, half of your audience is gonna be dominant people or people who can make quick decisions, right? And then you have another half that are the slow decision makers. And so my guess is in this sense, and well, there's a couple of things. You could be a faster decision maker or you could be at the part in your awareness journey, which is an even bigger conversation where you know know like you know, obviously like you're at the point in your business and then your awareness level of what I was selling for lack of better words is you knew this is what you needed so I think it's a combination of personality mm -hmm. types and also what I call the awareness journey and something I go into in depth inside my program too is to me it's not just the awareness journey of where someone's at in terms of trying to solve their pain we're also really making sure that we're speaking to that right fit ready person and so there's probably like a combination of things happening for yeah. me to make that decision yeah and I, I mean i can't stress this enough which is why you're here on the show is i had seen for years clients launching and failing and wondering why it didn't work and not putting the effort in and so i knew i knew this i knew it so i was way way beyond ready and i think with my own business i'm very dominant i don't i don't waste time like i don't have time to waste so my first launch the one where you helped me earlier of 2022 that was where i put my resources and then the second launch i put it into sales page copywriter and I always well, you also put it into your team, making sure they understood the process too with relaunch. Right? Well, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. I know we're kind of diverging from the framework, but you know, I had worked with you, but I also saw the importance of my team understanding this and being able to help me implement because it is so much work and it drives so much of the content. I needed somebody who got it, so I sent my teammate Deb through your program. Was it your beta program, your first one? Yep. Yeah, and because I, I also knew that would be the cheapest. <laughs> I knew how betas work. I knew how first round programs work. Now, Deb has the ability and she planned the pre-launch for this last launch, which was $136,000, six-figure launch using your exact framework, which is just amazing. And it's so worth it because now I have this repeatable asset. Like I can just copy that Asana board and apply it for the next launch. And we're going to switch things out. We're going to still do the tactics that you've taught us with when it comes to collecting our objections and voice of customer data and whatnot. But it's so interesting because I, I, I make this case all over the internet. And I'm like, you need a pre-launch. And I mean, it even works with ads, people thinking they just turn on a, a launch ad and they just fill up everything. And I'm like, no, for ads to be successful, you're pre-launching that sucker. You're doing list building and audience gathering ads, and you're priming the algorithm to even like you and trust you. And so... Anyway, I could just keep going on and on. 
And I think that goes back to the point of pre-launch isn't just like this like sales process, right? You're using it can be applied in so many different areas from ads to lead magnets to whatever it is that we're promoting. Yeah. And for us, we did it strategically with podcast content too. That was like our driving, our driving content that everything kind of like forked from. So okay, let's get back on topic with the A's. What's your third A? Assurance. And that stands for trust, right? The going back to know, like, and trust. And so if we talked about, we already talked about how people are more hesitant. People have gotten scammed or feel, you know, they're not sure about their purchases. So the reason why pre-launch works so well is because you're really bringing people in in a targeted way, but you are creating a lot of trust and showing them. So the assurance, you know, you can do this through the case studies, right? Through the testimonials that you've gotten. This can be you just showing up and being a regular person in their inbox. Assurance happens when you show people empathy to the process that you know what they're going through so there's so many ways but the one thing that is true about trust and whether this is in business or in life is trust takes time especially as time goes on people want to trust you but there's there's something going on there's a you know talk like is this is this for real is this program, is this service, is this really the outcome I'm going to get? So taking time in your pre-launch to really build up your trust makes a huge difference in terms of when people are ready to hand you cash. Yeah. And we are getting more sophisticated as buyers. We're getting very on to these marketing tactics. And we do want to make sure we're not just getting the rose-colored highlights of everything, right? Like what are real results? And I know I always go in like a little skeptic at heart. Like, I know you're showing me the best case scenario, but like, what is it really going to be like? So I love that this pre-launch gives us time to bake that in. One last thing I want to say in that too is with assurance is a lot of times it's too, it's not that we don't trust someone else. Sometimes we don't trust ourselves to get, right? So if you think about it, how many courses have we taken that haven't worked? How many times have we tried something and we failed? What are those stories that people are telling themselves about themselves. That's often a very overlooked portion of marketing plans in general is leaning into that belief of why this is possible for them right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's probably the biggest piece we see missing. Okay, so let's get into the fourth A of your framework. All right, anecdotes. So, and this is a fancy word with an A for just stories. And I, you know, as an email copywriter, social media manager, I know the importance of stories. You have probably heard the importance of stories a million times, but it's really the truth. People remember you from stories. It's simple stories. These don't have to be super fancy. You know, I learned from the master Laura Belgray, who is amazing in storytelling. And, you know, I really, once again, in a launch, you're almost at the point where when you send out launch emails, they're straightforward, right? Like, okay, do you want to buy or do you not want to buy? There's not a, typically a ton of time for a ton of storytelling, but storytelling is what really gets people to, once again, go back to that trust, like know, like, and trust you, feel like they know who you are. It's the way that you can stay top of mind with things that are going on. And I see again and again, how these like little stories that I either have my audience tell, or I tell myself, or, you know, for my own marketing, how people will bring it up, or we'll have discussions around it. And so really leaning into, okay, how 
can I tell stories, both full-fledged, like longer emails with stories, but also just what I call like a short story. Like, what can I tell people what I'm up to? Because in that too, it also describes your personality. The type of stories you tell, tells what your life looks like. And that's the other thing that will make a lot of connection in terms of, you know, even how I mentioned Elvis a little earlier. That was like a little mini story, a little glimpse into who I am. So there's just these little ways to use stories throughout all of your pre-launch content, whether it's on a podcast, a live, your emails, your social media posts, but the stories will help you really bring and also uh, my friend Chris Orzakowski talks about dimensionalize, where you can really demonstrate, right? I think I just said that word wrong, but you can really demonstrate like what you do and how you help people through your stories instead of it being kind of a fluffy example. So yeah, I'm glad you said that because I'm, I've been paying attention to what is hooking me on social and especially with video marketing. And I caught myself going down this TikTok rabbit hole and it was with a story. And I think I'm getting so tired of being lectured at or like overeducated with video marketing, like three tips to blah, blah, blah. Like my brain is like moving on past that. But you hook me in with a real story and I actually remember that. And I mean, this is an art that we're supposed to be doing in our marketing and we're supposed to be doing it in our speaking. You're doing a really good job today bringing in stories. But the pre-launch... The calculated story for the pre-launch, I think, is just genius. Yeah. And during, I think you said something that's really important to point out here is that during pre-launch, we do little to no educational content. This is not a time um, to do a bunch of how-to content. This is a time to reframe, like, you know, the different things that people are thinking. It's a time to, you know, tell stories about who you are, about the type of results that you get, not your basic, like, long form how to content, because then people just feel like, oh, I got to, you know, I'm busy. Now I got to go do one, two and three before I can even think about taking Emily's course. Right. Yeah. So I know you did a beautiful job last your last launch of doing quick tips, which I, I like a good, nice, quick, implementable tip. But long form how to content will actually detract people from buying from you. Oh, 100 percent. And my quick tips were not related to I mean, they're sister related, but nothing that's in my course too. So I did that strategically as well. Okay, so I want to tie this all up and talk about how we think and like brainstorm together ways a VA or a DMA can help with the pre-launch. But before we get into that, tell everyone about this event you have coming up this month because I am so excited about it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. So I had this idea and going back to like this long form content, you know, that in audio and different things is that I've had this idea for a long time where I know behind the scenes for my business, like Voxer is like my lifeline. Um, and you and I are good friends. So like if I have a problem, I think even yesterday I was like, can I ask you something? I'm like, can I, or tell me how this worked or have you seen this, right? There's all these little conversations that are going on behind the scenes that don't make it like front and center of businesses. And so I had this idea of what happens if I just went and asked top marketing experts and people who are doing really great things with launch? What happens if I just ask them a simple question over Voxer, which is what's something that worked well during your last launch that helped you boost results? And I got to have these intimate and short, which I really like, conversations <laughs> with people that I recorded and I'm packaging them up and publishing them for the world to hear the week of January 23rd through 27th. And this, what is this event called? 
It's called Behind the Launch and it's completely free. Uh, there'll be an upgrade uh, if you want lifetime access to the interviews, but the money that goes towards that is going completely to charity. None of it's going in my pocket. And so I'm really excited because you know, I got to hear things that I know I want to implement and I am a launch nerd. So when I was talking to people, I was asking the questions that I, I'm hoping as you as a listener listen, go, gosh, okay, this is my follow-up question. Like, well, how did you do this? Can you explain? And so that's what I did. And so there are so many great ideas and tactics. The other thing that I really love too is that I think a lot of times we think, especially when we talk, we see people talking about their launches, that we think that they have a secret that we don't have. And it's really not the case, right? They have kind of tested and failed for lack of better words, and then have implemented, you know, I have someone that I interviewed during this, whose launch wasn't, she could see the numbers weren't adding up, and she had to be quick on her feet to be able to turn things around. And she was able to turn it around and have a successful launch. But those are the kind of little tactics we're going to hear that you can implement, or you can help your clients implement in their businesses. I love this. It makes me feel like I'm going to be in the room with the conversation and part of the conversation because sometimes it just feels so one-sided and you want to ask that follow-up question. You want the podcast host to ask it. So I'm really excited about this. Can you tell us a couple of the big names that are going to be part of it? Yeah. So we have Laura Belgray, Kevin Rogers from Copy Chief, Chris Orzakowski, Marisa Corcoran, Jordan Gill, Perna, and Mike from Content Bistro. Hillary Weiss Presswood, Mike Kim. Uh, oh God, I'm Emily, so excited. <laughs> Emily Reagan. Uh, so, yeah, there is definitely. And so I think altogether, including myself, there's 18. But the cool part is, is that most of these uh, quick little interviews are, gosh, between five to 10 minutes. So these are not like, these are not long stuffy interviews. They're literally me using my phone on Voxer and asking someone a question. And you're opening up your network to us, so thank you. But I I just know that after my launch or whenever my friends launch, we are having all these little conversations. Hey, what did you do? What worked well? And my DMs blasted with that and taking the time to answer everyone. And so this is a really good way to kind of eavesdrop on those little conversations that are happening, start building your own network, get in the know, and just like spark ideas. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Okay, so this is absolutely free. It's called Behind the Launch, and it's happening January 23rd through 27th. So go sign up with the link below in the show notes. Okay, so let's wrap up this puppy. I would like to brainstorm with you how a digital marketing assistant can help with the pre-launch and really help our clients have a successful launch, help thinking in terms of how can we nurture, how can we seed, how can we get our ideal buyers ready to buy. I think this is a great question. So first of all, I think it's just helping. We talked about this a little bit already is how can we actually help our people plan, right? Like our customers and clients, mm -hmm. you know, can we ask those questions? Like you said, get the calendar out that you, you know, talked about for 2023 and say, okay, taking a proactive role. I know, especially as a really busy business owner, 
I'm at the point where like anyone who makes me not think is my favorite person, right? Like just help me think, take it off, ask me the questions. Like I can respond, but the sitting down and planning, it's like too much. So being proactive alone and saying, hey, I have this idea, like let's sit down and plan. Can we plan out 30 to 45 minutes where we can talk about your launch? I think bringing up a pre-launch that you know that you you have studied and learned that pre-launching is really going to make a big difference in the success of a launch there you can in my opinion and i i don't want to say i never say exacts because uh, i don't believe that like everything but i do truly believe if you do a pre-launch and you have a good product and you have an audience there's no way it can't help you have better results, right? You're going to be putting out content anyway. Your clients are going to be putting out content anyway. So that's the other thing is being proactive. I think both from a scheduling standpoint, depending on what type of VA you are, like, are you doing the project management and helping people plan out what's ahead or do both the creative side, which is, Hey, let's start planning out some of this content ahead of time so that it can be really, really targeted and really speak to the person in that stage of before they buy. I love that. And here on the show and my mantra with unicorns is being indispensable and going above and beyond, like taking initiative. And so wrangling those, what would I say? Hurting those cats, scheduling that meeting, getting your clients time and attention to something that will affect your work is important. But I always appreciate a brain on my business. You nailed it with the word proactive, 100%. I think that's a huge component that makes... I know when, when someone's proactive and it just brings so much value and so much relief to the business owner. And when you're in the business, when you're in the content as a digital marketing assistant, you know their content really well. And you can start to pay attention to what's working, what's getting traction, what's getting the most engagement. You can find ways to repurpose things that are already done. Like you are stepping into that manager role, uh, content manager, content director role. And so there's a lot of opportunities there. You can also take your program. If this is something you want to explore, tell everyone about PPP. Yeah. So this is a program between 10 and 12 weeks. I'm making some changes, but what it is, it's a program where I walk you through this process of creating a pre-launch plan for your clients. But before we even get to the pre-launch plan, we have to back way up and figure out what needs to go in there. We So I teach everything from knowing how to collect voice of customer, knowing how to analyze it from like a copywriter standpoint, and being able to then transition all of that information that you've gathered and the data that you've collected into a strategic plan. And then from there, we actually write the content that is going to be going out into your pre-launch. So it's everything from starting at the very beginning of pre-launch is really making sure your messaging is nailed, all the way to, okay, now what's this content that supports all of the messaging that we have around our launch? Oh my gosh. If I were a DMA like a couple years ago, I would have been all over this. And from what I hear, you're going to see all of these opportunities for your clients to plug yourself in and help. And I know I teach this in the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, finding ways to collect customer data but and finding ways to you know, gather pain points, objections and whatever, but it's what you do after it. I'm just going to toss the ball, I guess, this way to Brenna. And like, she's just going to help you iron this out in the plan. And here's the thing. Our clients are busy. They're busy and they don't like, they don't always have the resource and the capacity. So I just really want everyone here to hear this 
that this could be a possible service for you or just something to explore in the future. I know so many people who want to get involved in launches and this is just that component no one else is talking about, like you said earlier. Totally agree. Okay. This has been so amazing. I hope we see everyone sign up for Behind the Launch. Thank you for being here. Any parting words about pre-launch? No, I just think just do one, right? Like even if going back to uh, Amy, who I mentioned earlier, who was helping with her client, the launch where she said she was able to help her client double their expected results. She only did 40 to 50% of like all of the things I teach inside the program, because that's how much of a difference I truly believe. And what the lack of what pre-launching for most people in the industry, or what they're doing. So I would just say if, if you're a part of a launch, you're helping your clients plan a launch is just to actually do one. Oh my gosh. Awesome. All right. Thanks for being here. We can all connect with you over on Instagram. What is your handle? At Brenna McGowan Co. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So good. I love all of Brenna's content. Her work is magic. It's really helped me hone in and have successful launches. It's given me a framework to help my own clients. Everything that I learned and my teammate learned in her pre-launch program applies to everything. It's like we're always launching like she talked about. We're always trying to find ways to build anticipation. And you can do this in your own business as well. You're going to look like an all-star if you can just bring these tips. Just like Brenna said at the very end there, most people aren't doing it. So if you can just learn how to start adapting a portion of this pre-launch content and strategy, you're going to be ahead above the rest. So don't forget to sign up for her Behind the Launch at BehindTheLaunch.co. The link is in the show notes and get access to these mini Voxer conversations. I love this type of audio summit. It really sounds like you're on Voxer with everybody. It's absolutely free. You can always get the VIP all access pass if it's something you want to hold on to. But you're going to learn from the top names. Laura Belgray, Asai Arasi, who's in our work group, Diana Brianna Ross, Hillary Weiss-Presswood, Letitia Lynch, Marisa Corcoran, Ashley Chanel. Oh my gosh, so many good names. And then grab that roadmap to a launch management below if you want to start leveling up and helping with launches, but you're feeling like, I don't know where to start. I'm going to walk you through it step by step. And I want you to know something. Brenna taught in my work group. We have a membership where freelancers who are invested in learning, who want to stay up to date with the tech and the strategies, come together. We have networking events, we have advanced trainings, and we have job leads, but we also have guest speakers. And Brenna was in my group earlier last year. And so if you are into this, you might not be ready to niche into it. I encourage you to apply for the Digital Marketing Work Group. This is where we continue learning and we continue getting better and serving your clients better. So when our clients have success, it just feeds this cycle of goodness where we get to elevate and level up. It takes one one happy client, one happy customer to refer you for you to jump into the next client pond, for you to start charging more, for you to start nailing in your packages and your projects and niching down. So if you love this type of training, if you loved what Brenna was talking about, if you love nerding out on marketing, apply for the digital marketing work group. We're also going to be having a roundtable about launching coming up in the spring. I would love for you to join the work group and be a part of that conversation so you can learn even more about launching and what people like me are doing behind the scenes for our clients. It's going to be a great conversation. So what you have to do is just apply for the work group. That link is also below.
If you love this podcast, you learn so much, would you please, please share on Instagram and tag Brenna and I and hit subscribe, leave a review. All of that really helps me. I would be so grateful. And then make sure you catch us next week in this podcast launching series. We're going to talk about the six emails you and your client need to include in every launch. You will never look at emails the same. You'll always know exactly what you need to do with this one. I'll see you next week. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Yeah, that's so good. So um, I don't have, <laughs> I told you I mess up with my own friends. Oh my God. So, okay. <clears throat> what am I trying to say? Oh my God, I'm like so stupid with you today. (laughs) That's going to be in the bloopers.